Good morning, party people, wonderful faces, beautiful folks. Go ahead and come on in, come on in, come on in here. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And to you and you and you and you and you. Yes, you. Uh Uh-huh. You too. Good morning. All right. So we are here bringing it in live and in action, recorded for, you know, your auditory goodness and in our melanated power on today. Today is a matchless, magnificent Monday here. And where are we at? What do you mean here? Well, first of all, we're in the proverbial mind our business studios. If you can't keep up, feel free to go back and rewind. Anywho, this is the sixth episode, 15th season of the Just Just Podcast. That's right. And there's a lady in the background that has joined me today. That's right. You know her. You love her. If you don't, you better. Like Ferretto. Okay, she is my uh, my future and my fellow co-host here in the woohoo expansion of the ministry of the Just Jazz podcast. She is amazing. She is just mellifluous. She is the one and only my mayor in French, which is my mother. The one and only Mrs. Angela Vantine Stewart hyphen Smith. And I'm gonna need you. Yes, you. The one to be watching my page and won't click like on nothing. Yes, you. The one that listens to my stuff on a regular. Yes, you. The one that might just be joining us for the first time. And welcome. I need all of y'all, okay, to give it up for my mama. Uh-huh. With a big round clap of applause. You called it, and if you did, if you just now you heard that little sound and the echo in the back, you know, you called it. If you know, then you know already. If not, that's her woohoo. That's that's her that's her area of the ministry here on the podcast. And we're always so excited uh to have her with us today. So I don't really have much to recap on the weekend. I'm going to say it. I bummed around the house and that's my business because mother was tired. Okay. I I was tired and my boyfriend is my bed. So that's where I was at. And I got on a good old binge fest on a couple of my favorite shows and my son hung out with me and we just twiddled our toes and minded our business. So now that we got that old business out the way, I want you to go ahead and scoot that over to the left in the proverbials of your mind. As we move into the next thing, which is the schematic theme, the nuance, the purpose, the main idea, the what are you talking about, Jen? I'm glad you asked. This is for everybody, and that's not the title. Okay, stay with me. This is for everybody that kind of got it backwards. Jen, what do you mean? So, the title of today's podcast is When Single Comes Before Spouse. Jen, I don't understand what's happening. That's kind of like all over the place. You can take that five different ways. I know, but we're only going to discuss two. First of all, alphabetically, single comes before spouse, right? In the space of life, as far as, you know, chronologically, sequentially, when things happen in the space of your life, single comes before spouse, right? Um, But I want to touch on something, if I may. And again, shout out to everybody that's a single parent, single hood, singledom. The single individuals, the ones that are single on your taxes, however that applies to you. Good morning. This episode is for us. This episode is for you. Shout out to everybody that's found their forever partner. We ain't there yet, but that's our business, okay? Um, and I want to go ahead and stop one time for the one time and do a quick station ID. Um, that's all right. Society, social media would love to paint the narrative that something's wrong with you. Well, why you ain't married yet? Well, what's wrong with you? Some people are meant to be married and some people have not had the astute pleasure to become one in that way yet. God or whoever um, that you pray to. Um, But in my case, God and Jesus has not aligned my future self to meet my current self to bring my him to me. Because as Lord knows, 
I've been through enough, honey. That's the only way that's gonna happen this time and last time around. I'm just, I'm just setting and manifesting my atmosphere because I can do that because you should. Um, and that's okay. I, I need, I need y'all to hear me out there. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Single before spouse. Stay with it. That's the title of today's podcast. Um, many people probably in your family would like you to believe, you know, y'all been dating for some years. Why y'all ain't married yet? See, here's the deal. I'm totally agree that sometimes you have to be careful in the time, a length of time that you stay in a relationship, because sometimes if you spend too much time, it won't ever happen. I get that. I've been there. I've been single and celibate for almost a year, just being for real about it. And, um, that's exactly what happened to me. I was in a relationship, um, for about a decade. Here's the thing. You don't want to marry somebody if you're having certain issues. Now, there's always going to be a healing valley journey up and down transition from one thing to the next. However, let me go ahead and break a little bit of a demographic down for you. If you're in a relationship and you're having to do too much, Jen, what you talking about? You got to sacrifice and you got to compromise and you got to love on each other. Right. But here's the deal. If you're always calling, if you're always seeking out for date nights, if you're always making sure that person is fed when they're hungry, if you're always making sure that person is sought after when they sick, if you're always making, if it's totally one-sided, you need to reevaluate. I'm not even going to tell nobody to break up with it unless you're like super duper close to me because we have an inner working of what our relationships are. But outside of that, I want you to think about that thing for a second. If it's always just so much, so much, so much, so much, so much, and it's just on one side, if the other person is just kind of kicking it and they have the availability to say that they have, you know, the right, the rights, if you will, to be in said relationship with you, then you're not in a relationship. I want to go back and say that again. If you're the one that's always doing, 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 and doing this and doing that and making sure that you call places for them because they don't understand the customer service representatives and, you know, you're paying their bills as far as, you know, you got the common sense and the decency and the patience to speak on the phone with people to clear stuff about their phone contract. Let me help you, sister and old brother Kate's. Y'all not in a relationship. Mine's, I got it pat down. She's yeah, over there okay. just not. I had to ask. I had to ask right quick. Okay. That's the, again, she's my, and you know, she, she, she's uh, my co-host. So she lets me know if I'm flying the plane or if the plane's about to fall. So far, so good. Yeah. Well, not that part. I'm talking about as far like when, if I got it pat down, like the plane's floating where it needs to go. Okay. So excuse me. <clears throat> but seriously now. If you are always doing everything, are we in a, a, a double-sided, a dual-faced relationship, or is it one-sided? I want to, I want to beg your pardon for a second. I want you to think about this thing. You're, you're in it by yourself. Now I'm not saying, and I want, I want to pause right here because somebody's gonna be like, "Well, they love me, and he loved me, and she loved me, and we love each other, and, and they're there for me." I, I, I'm not talking to you. I mean, hello, but we're gonna get to that in a second. But um, I'm talking about like if it's not to where they're doing, you know, I'm not talking about if they supplement, you know what I'm saying? Like, whereas you help them, they supplement something to add something to the relationship. Maybe you're better at handling, you know, different fiduciary matters and being business like on the phone and handling business. And they're the ones that give you that added intrinsic, you know, that intrinsicity. That's all right. That's okay. That's called supplementary value to the relationship. However, now keep in mind what the title is, single before spouse. If they are not, and if you find yourself, let me tell, let me help you as I curl up on this couch real quick. If you, <laughs> mama start laughing at me, excuse me, but I just had to get comfortable real quick. But if you are doing everything and really are the glue that holds that thing together, I want to help you with something. 
if you are the good thank you my, my co-host and my future uh excuse me and my fellow uh you know co-constituent in this podcast made an excellent point gorilla glue if you're the one that is holding this wig on for dear life and you know that the lace front is toe off but you just keep putting layer of gorilla glue and maybe your layers aren't just actual glue maybe your layers of glue are you know the the loving kindness the patience you know the long suffering and all this here but if you are not getting that back as in what i said ago if your partner and or significant other fiance husband spouse wife however you guys are to each other if they're not giving that back you need to reevaluate some things because sometimes we stay in something and you know I might step on your toes and that's okay because I didn't did the work so all these things I'm saying to you I have what said to myself because I always say that the podcast is full of lessons in life love and laughter but I'm gonna get right with you in your face proverbially and I'm gonna tell you what you need to know now again with marriages you have more things to think about specifically if there are marriages that involve children and y'all actually got some stuff being for real about it if you have actual fiduciary assets that you might have to consider in case y'all go to the thing called d-i-v-o-r-c-e then okay you need to reevaluate and go seek out some kind of help find some techniques and tools and things that can help you to be together on one accord part of being together on one accord is there it being a dual face relationship and i'm not saying two-faced as in dual face i mean both faces of the relationship both individuals of the relationship are adding are i said are adding complementary and supplementary value to this thing and it's not just one-sided i'm gonna say it again because i feel like somebody's getting offended in their spirit stay with me thank come on co-ho say it again Come on, let's be double, do the double high five. Come on here. Equal. That was good. I felt that. I like that. Thank you. But equal, okay? Complimentary and supplementary. Now, I want to help you. We heard these back in the day in geometry. Not a favorite subject of mine. I got my low B and got on down, okay? But complimentary and supplementary. You need both of these things to make an angle. What angle are you talking about, Jen? I'm talking about a relationship. Because if you don't have that, you ain't got no relationship. I'm sorry, what was that? What you mean? We've been together. We've been married. We've been engaged. We've been in a relationship. But you ain't got nothing, though. Jen, why do I say? You can't tell me about my... No, I can't. <laughs> but I can tell you about mine. And I can I, I can honestly tell you, the people pleaser that was in me that has died henceforth and forevermore will tell you that when you do too much in a relationship... It's one-sided. It's not dual-angled. It's not dual-faced. The other person is not bringing in that complementary and and supplementary value to the relationship. The biggest angle in a relationship is that two people are bringing in the equal amount, whether it's all of them or y'all do the 100-100 method, if you do the 50-50, whatever the case is. But if one of those sides is unequal, one of those persons are going to have to carry the load on their own. And if you find yourself carrying the load on your own a little bit too much, you need to regroup and reevaluate where you are in that relationship. I'm sorry, I was brushing my hair and spraying it with uh, mousse. I missed what you said. Not a problem. If you find yourself being on the receiving end of things being one-sided and you are the Gorilla Glue that is holding your lace front wig of a relationship together, And somewhere down the line, it used to be 50-50 or 100-100, however the method in which you guys operated was. But it's not like that anymore. You need to regroup, step back, and reevaluate your relationship and make sure that you have one. Because generally, a successful relationship, 
Yeah, you might not do what I do, but you supplement because you add this, this, and this. I might be able to handle the business side because, I mean, whatever. The the way that my verbiage and mindset is, I might hold the perfect perspective to get those things done, but you're able to come in and be more for the house. You're able to sacrifice and help me with the kids. You're able to be there for me if I need somebody to listen to in the middle of the night. That's what I call supplementary value. Now, there are some women, there are some men, they're like, okay, well, if you don't fit me perfectly and do exactly what I do, then honey, we just can't make it. But again, there are people that don't do exactly what you do, meaning that they don't do the automatic complementary valueship of a relationship. But they can supplement. They can do things that add to the relate to the relationship based off who they are. There are things that they can attribute to and contribute to that, you know, help the flow of the relationship. That's okay. But what I'm telling you and what I want to hone in on you this morning, that if they're not doing enough of either one of those and you find yourself carrying the weight of the whole world of the relationship on you just to say that there is one. I'd like to go ahead and inform you that you are single with just relationship benefits or a roommate. Hello, somebody. I think I heard my co-host say, and a roommate. Jen, why are you in my business? No, I'm just, I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I've lived. I'm telling you what, again, the lessons in the triple L's, life, love, and laughter. We in the life part. Okay. And let me go ahead and give you something else. Sometimes our previous selves, as in some people that we were when we were younger, they resurface in our relationships if those areas have never really been tackled. If those areas never really been kind of, I don't say diagnosed, because sometimes it's not that, it's not that, it's not that serious. But you just really haven't thought about it. You really haven't delved in it because, you know, You're being very kind. You're being very nice. You're being very sweet, but there's a root to the problem. And sometimes the root to the problem is who we are as kids. What happened that makes you do this in relationships? Why, Jen, are you single? It's because I was bullied. It was because I was raped. It was because I took those things that were associated with those areas of my life and I made it to be where I overcompensated my love by being extra loving, by being going the extra mile. Because again, eventually, I mean, essentially from 16 on what I had to do that with not much feeling or thought to how I really felt on the inside. Maybe I felt taken advantage of my life because nobody told me that was going to happen. Sometimes you're thrown into situations where All you know to do is what you know to do to stay afloat, but you're not tapping into how you feel about something. And no, you shouldn't let that be the be all end all as far as how you operate. But sometimes you need to delve into some of that because that will resurface in how you operate and attribute yourself and contribute to your relationships. Say say again, co-host. Come on. You heard her. She know we... I mean, we're very candid. We talk to each other very freely around here. And she's absolutely right. It's survival mode. You know, it's like you do what you know to do. You know, you know, keeping your head above water. Good times. But here's the ironic part about that. It wasn't that many. You understand? In the show, they were always going through something. But we always made it out. (laughs) Which is wonderful. However... You know, you can prevent some of those things. I got tickled at that. Y'all pardon me. You can prevent some of those things by knowing how and catching those things at the past. 
clothesline it for the people that watch football if you will clothesline it with a chokehold real quick get the ball the ball is the point the point is having those effective relationships how do you manage that how do you maintain that when you get to the root of some issues that's why as i mentioned friday sometimes i held on to relationships that i knew no longer served me because of just how it was going and i stayed anyway because i wanted this i wanted this space or realm if you will of what a lasting love was and i want y'all to know something Sometimes a lasting love does not have to do with the amount of years that you're doing this with this person. Sometimes, you know, just because it lasts a long time, it doesn't mean that it's a relationship. Just because it lasts a long time, it doesn't mean that there's enough love there. And sometimes you got to ask the age old question, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. Got to do with it. What's love, Tina? But a secondhand emotion. I mean, you do. I mean, that's not enough. You have to have other skills. I mean, you can love somebody. I believe my ex and my second baby daddy, I believe he loved me with all his heart. I also believe that he has a lot of demons. I also believe that he has a lot of issues. Some diagnosed, most not. And you mix that in with somebody who just loves the idea of love and love the fact of seeing people in love and loving to see people hold on to relationships and marriages for years and years and years. However, she, as in me, me as her, okay? I didn't tackle that part on the inside that, again, I felt that a lot of my, mm, how can I put this? Through no proper preparation because nobody knew that all that was going to happen, I did not know and I was not really privy to understanding how to go through a certain season of my family's life and how to process that. I never had the opportunity to say how I felt about that, going through something that I wasn't prepped for because they didn't know that was going to happen. And you could fill in where applicable to where you think I'm talking about. So... I still poured that into my relationships. I didn't know how to prep for that because I had never been through that. You know, my ex was the first time I had dealt with a myriad of things, honey. That was the first and last time that I lived with somebody without the benefit of marriage. That's right. I'm gonna go back and say it again. That was the first and last time, hello somebody, that I lived that I lived with a man without the benefit of marriage. Or everything that occurred during that time. Because again, sometimes those things that bother you from years before that weren't dealt with, that you didn't have the time or the space or privilege or luxury to tap into because you just had responsibility on top of duty, on top of obligation. So your feelings weren't priority. I know it's not just me. So your feelings weren't priority. So sometimes when your feelings are never set as priority, or again, you don't set a time or you set aside time to process those feelings you get angry you you get dare I say it on the inside you get resentful at how your life has been you don't think it's fair I know I'm not the only one that gets that okay so those things that are untouched as in not delved into as in not processed as in not discussed you pour that into other relationships and sometimes you stay longer than you need to and sometimes I heard on a movie, I've heard on several movies where, you know, because it was like black women, they were talking about relationships and they were talking about, 
you know, their husbands and or boyfriends and or partners at the time. And they were like, you know, when you stay after you've seen how they could be, unless it's handled, they get meaner. And that's exactly what happened. Because you had somebody that was used to this treatment, they expected this treatment, and they didn't value the treatment when you gave it to them. Jen, I, but no, hear me out. So then you stay, and it's this whirlwind full of up and downs and ins and outs, and it's up here for like six months, and it's down here for three months. And then so, like, just when you get used to that, there's a whole shift, and then you have to shift your whole dynamic of how you operate, because now this person is acting like this. But then we were just cool, like over here. And then so, you know, it's literally up and down and in and out. You have to fix and change how you govern yourself because now they feel threatened because you just want to go back to school. Well, uh, Ninja, what you expect? And so instead of that supplementary and complimentary support, as I noted earlier, they get envious. And usually when people get envious like that, and especially if it's untouched and unprocessed and undiagnosed demons on the inside of them, then they become detrimental they become mean they become up and down they become in and out they become bipolar okay let's just i mean let's just be for real about it they love you one day they can't stand the sight of you the next day why are you laughing i'm just smiling i'm just a happy person what's the they can't stand to see that so again when i go back to my previous point when you're in a relationship or you're in a partnership or however you want to call it and it's one-sided like that and it's to the point that you're pouring everything in. Again, you're that gorilla glue child holding this wig of a relationship together. You don't have one. And when one of the partners or spouses or whatever, they get to the point where they realize this, sometimes there's a lot more at stake than you expected. And then sometimes it's not. Bless God for Jesus. Because it wasn't that case over here. You know, just certain things that already worked out in my favor. And on top of that, like, I mean, come on. So then I had to look at it. I had to really look at it. I had to look at why that was the case. I had to look at why I just fervently held on to the relationships because I saw my parents hold on through whatever. But they were always kind to each other. This is where that complimentary and supplementary value is very important. My mom was the brain. My dad was pinky. That sounds bad, but it's the truth. Dad was not... Uh, let's be for real. Dad was not traditionally focused on being book smart. That's how I want to say it. That's my business because I'm always going to give them the utmost respect. Okay? But he's not. But he, but yeah, and that, and that, but he, but that, but you have people that are brilliant who've never gone to college. You have people that are brilliant who excelled at everything that they did. You had people that, you know, specifically when it came to my parents, my mom was brilliant across the board everything she handled everything for the house any call she needed to make she made it dad was the one that was a supplementary value he was the one that always believed in her he was the one that was right there for her he gave her best friendship and partnership and marriage life for like you know 38 years until he got sick and died just saying what it is you know you couldn't have found nobody that was more supportive than my daddy and i still rival i rival that to this yeah i ain't seen nobody as loving and supportive as my daddy even if he didn't agree with what she did, he was like, all right. And he'd go pray about it, and however it was, was however it was when it got done. I mean, but that's the difference. Here's the difference. That's why I stated earlier, stay with me. You have to have that dynamic of complementary and supplementary value. Mom had both. But again, what my dad supplied 
that supplementary value to the relationship worked in the angle of their marriage because he was able to fully love on her and support her and add that value to the relationship so it was never one-sided whereas she might have been the financial maven of the house true enough but again when she came home from work and she's dog tired mentally who would fix her plate who would be right there to talk with her? Who would reassure her? That's in, you need. That's that intricity, you know, the intrinsicity that I was talking about. The intrinsicness, okay? The intrinsicalities, however you want to say it. Because you have someone that's going to love on you and support you and care. He don't have to understand what she's talking about. We work. He's not going to, for crying out loud. He's a construction worker. He don't know nothing about no computers. If I could just throw it down your street real quick, catch the ball. He don't know nothing about all that. But what he adds to it works for the relationship. What he adds to it is needed. You need that supplementary love, the partnership, the best friendship, the value, the interest. Somebody that I don't really understand this and I technically don't have an interest in that because I just I don't know that realm. But I'm excited for you because this is something important to you. And I see that however, whether neutrally, positively or negatively, it affects you. And you are my rib. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. You are the man. You are the woman that God has placed with me as the man. And you are my wife. So I care about whatever you care about because I'm connected to you. I I cover you. I protect you ideally. So I have to make sure that whatever's attached to you is going to win. Whether that's just you having the right perspective, you knowing that I have your back, you knowing that whatever you need at a drop of a dime, I'm there. I remember I was talking to one of my best friends, shout out my sister BB, and I was telling her because they were, she was, we were having a discussion about the men folks child, because sometimes we do that. And she was saying this and that and this and that. I said, yeah, I said, I understand that. However, here's something to think about, but I know if y'all went to the top of the Grand Canyon and he grabbed you by your foot and held you upside down, you know he wouldn't drop you. That's supplementary value. Sometimes that means more than anything else. I'm gonna say this and I'm about to get off from here. Like, that's one thing that I would tell my boyfriends, like, if you just, like essentially, cause I always had a job. So my thing was, I got my own money. I'm not with you for that. And most of them really didn't have it like that. I mean, I didn't either, but that's not the point. So it's like, you know, as long as you rock with me, that's it. Like for me, I don't care that, you know, cause money is whatever it is, you know, whatever. But when it comes to that other stuff, like when you know somebody got your back and I can call you cause it's back before we were living with folks cause I was rather young. I was like early twenties late teens early 20s but if I can call you because I feel like hearing your voice at midnight because I can't sleep and you wake up and you were like you know hey Jim what's going on what's wrong because you know I don't you know wake up like that when I go to bed I go to bed child okay so it's that part it's the part you know it's being there for you when you were sick you know there's one thing that my ex said I'll never forget it two two things and I like to give credit where credit is due um the day that my dad died, he insisted, we had just argued all night. I mean, we had a Royal Rumble. Do you understand what I'm telling you? And that morning, I mean, I was pissed off at him. You know, we were still living together. I'm like, I'm not trying to hear nothing. You trying to say ninja, get out my face, go to your mama house, go talk to complain to her how I was getting on your nerves and let me go to sleep. I done took the day off work and everything, child. But that day, um, he was like, no, nah, we're going to go visit Pops. And I'm like, man, no, nah, my ass. They said that if anything happened, because that's exactly what I said, just for just for context, okay, please, all right? So I said, no, nah, my, you know, 
I said, I'm about to go home and get some rest because you done got on my last nerve. And they ain't called me yet, so ain't nothing happened. Well, it just so happened that, you know, um, we went up there. And, you know, I'm glad I did. I'll just say it like that. Because he was on his way out. And that's just all it is to it. And so I, the rule was I always told them at the hospice, I said, you call me if anything happens. Now, when I didn't go up there, I would always call every day to see what was going on. So he was only there for a week and a half. So it just kind of lets you know what was going on. Okay. So I remember we left and went to go to AutoZone because he was telling me about something, how the car didn't, my car didn't have an oil change for a while. And we're going to go see about getting some more oil in the funnel or whatever. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I was just kind of sitting in the passenger side. And so as soon as he went in the store, I got a call. And, um, you know, and then that was it. And she said, she sounded like the little, the little lady with the bob haircut from the Incredibles. She said, she said, is this Miss Smith? I said, yes, ma'am. Um, she said, oh, honey. She said, it's, um, she said, is Arthur Smith your dad? I was like, yes, ma'am. So she was like, oh, darling. She was like, well, he, I just called to tell you he just passed. She said, I wish you would have just stayed. She said, as soon as y'all left, she said, we went back in there. She said, and he was gone. I said, okay. I said, we'll be, we're on our way back now. So you have to understand, because on the, on the ride over there, I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, because you have to understand the scheme of things. Like in my mind, it was a movie because we were driving, but I felt like I was floating and I was just replaying all the moments. You have to have that complimentary. I was thinking about that. You have to have the supplementary, complimentary, a mix of both. You have to. I was thinking back, you know, many nights I would see my mom working at her computer, smoking a cigarette. This was back in the day, y'all. Stay with me. And she, you know, would be sitting there just puffing. I remember he would say, you know, you know, it was plenty of nights. And, you know, I see your mom working on the computer and she'd just be up all night working on stuff for the bank. And, you know, I wanted her to come to bed or just, you know, but she was, you know, focused and stuff. So I just, you know, I just let her be. He said, and we would talk later and everything. But it's like, it's the understanding in that. Because any lesser man, as well as as, as successful as my mom was at what she did, a lesser man would have gotten jealous. I don't think you caught what I said. A lesser man would have gotten envious. A lesser man would have thrown shade. A lesser man would have kind of made the home atmosphere very almost you know kind of chaotic because they didn't understand or they couldn't really value what she was bringing to the table she you know they just couldn't so um that was that was how they were you have to have you know the supplementary and the complimentary you have to have two people that are willing to do the work on themselves continually it doesn't stop when you get in a relationship and that's another thing I don't know why people feel like that well you know well we together so I mean you already know I love you you still gotta say it though you know, the anointed sisters of the of the 90s R&B group called Brownstone, they would talk about, if you love me, then say it. Like, if you love me, prove it. Like, I don't, like, it's very simple. We get it twisted that, again, based off what we see on social media and in the society that, well, you know, you love me, so you spoil me with this, 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 and this. I met the most spoiled people I know emotionally. They don't want for anything. Their partner always makes sure that they're good. I saw that with my parents on both levels. Like they were just always, they just loved on each other. And I just loved that. Like I was, that was the example that I had. 
They were always respectful. They never really cussed at each other, you know, that I ever, ever saw. Like, they were just kind of two peas in a pod. Like, that's that, that's that, you know, that's that length of relationship. That's the type of lasting relationship that you want. You want that. You need to have that. You need to have an understanding with somebody that you're with with that. You need to get that. You need to, you know, when you have that, understand how powerful and precious that is and hold on to it one to another. You need to make sure that you're with somebody that values you, values the God in you, values the dreams in you. They are able to compliment you and comp- and give you compliments and that you're able to receive that in supplementary care on them and love them. So when you're single before a spouse, that's true. But that's how you grow into that. You know, it's all, all of it's a journey. Everything, every bit of it is a transition. You have to understand, you have to have the work and knowledge within yourself on how to be. So you won't just stay single. And if you stay single, that's totally all right. And shout out to some of us that are single. But you know, in the midst of you being single, what work are you doing? What are you doing to improve yourself? What are you realizing? What are you, what are you adding to life within yourself by being single? Bye, cha-cha. Have a good day. The trash. You know, what What are you doing? Oh, my daughter's head now. What are you doing to add to yourself to make sure that you have a good day? What are you adding to yourself to make sure that your family's covered? What are you doing to add to yourself to make sure that you're the best possible you for who you need to be in the dumpster? You know, what? Is, she's taking trash out. But what are you doing? It's so vital and it's so important. It's something that, you know, we don't, we're not often taught. We're just taught how to do stuff. And we hope that will morph us into a good spouse. I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. And I am going to get off from here. I think this is the longest session I've done, but I need to get all this out. Some of us never should have got married. (laughs) Jim, don't you got to go to work? Yeah, but I got a few more minutes. I got time today. Some of us should have never got married. How you going to say you ain't even had a successful fiance? You ain't even had a successful relationship. You ain't never been married. That's how I know. So as I was talking about earlier, you know, single before spouse, some of us should have just stayed single. What you talking about, Jen? Okay, some of y'all kind of got together and there was unprocessed stuff that neither one of y'all knew how to deal with and it put you at odds together so bad that you almost broke up. And the only reason that some of us didn't break up is because we had kids. Some of us didn't break up because, you know, What's the alternative? Some of us didn't break up because, you know, we just did that because that's what everybody expected of us. Some of us didn't break up because we just didn't plain, just didn't dang go want to. And some of us didn't break up because, you know, I don't know. But some of us should have never got married. Some of us should have stayed single. And while I started at the beginning just saying that it's nothing wrong with being single because it's not, um, that's just something to think about. You know, sometimes, you know, we get married because that's what we want to do. But is that what you need to do? Are you ready for that? How are you to yourself before you bring somebody else in there? If you got unresolved and unprocessed hate, drama and trauma towards your family, towards your parents, towards yourself. How, what do you think is going to happen when you bring somebody else into that? I want to go ahead and extend that question. What do you think is going to happen when you add a marriage vow on top of that? I'm going to go ahead and add one more thing to it. What you think is going to happen when you add a marriage vow to that and now you're in spiritual covenant with that person? And marriages often and automatically go through trials when you get married because you are now united and together in the sight of God. 
that's technically a whole nother episode. So, I'm gonna put a pin right there and say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So, as I said, all that I'll say this be sure that when you become a spouse, that you know what that entails. Whether you get the notion or the insight or whatever from other people that have done it, and make sure. Make sure that the insight that you're getting from other married individuals, look at the status of their relationship. Really make sure you know what that is because they could be giving you bitter advice. Some people back in the day, they just stayed together, but that don't mean they were happy. You just stayed together because nobody believed in divorce, but y'all held on wheels with each other at the house. What well, I mean, so with that, with the married couples that you're getting insight from, what type of insight is it? Okay. I don't know, but this is just me. I feel like this. Um, I would much rather marry, marry. I would, I would much rather wait long than marry wrong. That's just, that's just it for me. And if I don't ever get married, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm good. I'm good in a relationship. I'm good without a relationship. But best believe me, because I know how I operate. Whoever I get with, that's going to be the next and the last relationship. Based off where I am in my life, where I'm crafting myself to be and where God's leading me to craft myself to be. So he's already doing that for whoever my guy is out there. So when we come together, it's going to be fit for a king and a queen to represent, you know, the glory of the king, you know, of glory properly. So it's not going to be a whole bunch of rigmarole and it's not going to be a whole bunch of who shot John. and It's not going to be a whole bunch of foolishness this time and this last time around because I'm single before spouse. So I understand how powerful that is. And I understand the work. And I do the work that it takes for me to be my best authentic self before I put somebody in there. Because again, you're not just coming together, marrying somebody, but you're coming with their history. They're coming with their their familiar history. They're coming with you. You're coming with yours. And you have to have an understanding of that before y'all say I does. Because it's going to be a mess if you don't. All right, I'm done. Yeah. It was a little bit lengthy today, but you needed it. Um, single boss for a spouse. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm taking my time with it. I ain't looking for nothing because I'm not a man. That's not my job. Again, that's a whole nother episode. But I'm going to say something really quick in under 30 seconds with that. We ain't got to look for nothing. I'm going to say it again because somebody in the back is not listening. Somebody's ADHD even kicked in. We don't have to look for nothing. We the women. I don't understand. I don't, I have a pro. It just, it chaps my tail off when I hear people talking about, you know, well, I don't know what you're looking for. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm the woman. What you talking about? He's going to come find me. <sighs> Some of y'all need to quit looking and you'll find it. And sometimes that's not just in a, in a new relationship with another person. That's in a better relationship with yourself. Some of y'all need to burn the Rolodex. Some of y'all need to burn your little black book and get back to yourself. Okay. All right. I, I, well, you know, that's your business. You know what's best for you. I'm just trying to help you. How you going to tell? Like somebody going to ask me one time, and I'm not going to say who, but they were like, I was telling them what I was going to grad school for. And it's like, well, how are you going to, you know, counsel married couples and you ain't never been married? Yeah, that's right. And I never even had a successful relationship to date. But here's the deal. Here's the caveat in that. I know how to deal with people. 
And at the end of the day, take out the relationship status, fiduciaries, financial assets, whatever. We're all people. And counseling and the power and the therapeuticness behind it just equals this simple fact. We're all here to show one another how to live together amongst one another as better people. That's all it is. Okay? All right. Well, I hope you all have an amazing matchless Monday today. I hope something that I shared illuminated enlightened you with. I hope it, you know, it resolved some things, you know, even made your question a little bit and maybe empowered you on some things. Come on here. Let's have an amazing Monday. I'm about to log in for work. I hope you all take care. Be well. Take care of yourselves and one another. That's what brother Jerry Springer used to say. And until tomorrow, whenever the spell I feel like getting on here, I hope that you are well, continue to be well, maintain, sustain, and, you know, oscillate well, excel well today. All right. So this is proprietarily, governmentally, and respectfully speaking, yours here, Jennifer Ann Smith, because my father, the best man walking and up in glory now, name me that, and that's our business. And um, as always, until that wonderful day, I talk to you next time. It is Jen on the mic, governmentally, and speaking to you, trademark pending, and I'm out. <laughs>